Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Welcome to Spiritual Thinking, Solutions to Real Problems. I'm glad you're with me today. I am your host, J.A. Jones. So let's get started with this particular thought today, five ways to improve your financial health. Now, the title of this platform is Spiritual Solutions, really, to Real Problems. Everyone has a problem. Everyone is going through something. It's not that it's not just that your problem is not real. Everyone's problem is real to them. Divorce is real. Car repossession is real. Struggling with high interest rate on your credit cards are real. Relationships that breaks up because of financial strain or stress, that's real. So today, I came across an article from Rachel Cruz and it's titled Five Ways to Improve Your Financial Health. Here's a principle from the book of Proverbs I want to read to you as we get started. A faithful man will abound with blessings. That's the A portion of this scripture. When you're faithful, you're going to have blessings coming your way. Matter of fact, it says will abound. When you're faithful in managing your finances, managing what comes in and what goes out, you will be blessed and you will see, you're already blessed. Hello. You really are already blessed. Most believers, most Christians just don't know how much they are. So let's go to it. Now, less than one in three Americans are considered financially healthy. Now that's according to the Financial Health Network who conducted a study late last year when the economy was booming and it was well before COVID-19. Put many Americans' incomes at risk. If the recent state of the world has caused you to reevaluate your financial health, or if you realize it's finally time to put on your grown-up pants and take your money seriously. In this article, it says, I want to help. And that's what I'm here to do. I want to help you to get into a solid financial position. The good news is this. It doesn't matter where you are starting from, but it's just that you start. The principles we're going to talk about and the things we're going to share with you today really will help you to get going and improving financial health in your life. First thing we're going to talk about, determine where you're starting from. The second thing, tell your money where to go. Number three, Start spending less than you earn. Four, 
Plan for your future. Five, become a generous person. The first thing is this. Determine where you're starting from. If you want to reach the goal of becoming financially healthy, you've got to know where you're starting from. And I just don't mean how much money you have to your name in your bank account, your checking, your saving, your mutual funds, wherever you have put them. Not just that. That's something to know. But you have to understand who you are. You got to discover self. You got to know your beliefs about money. Now, there are several factors that influence your financial health, what you believe about money and how you handle it. One of those factors is how you grew up. The environment you were raised in shaped your beliefs about money and your habits with money in specific ways. I call this your money classroom. Do you know that's so true? Your money classroom is largely influenced by your parents. They may have taught you some great money lessons, but others may have not learned nothing at all. You could have been raised in a, a community, in a family where you were taught how to manage or at least taught or learned the dollar bill, the $20 bill, the change, all of those things. You could have learned just to balance your checkbook or you could have not learned anything at all because you were not taught anything about money. You may not have ever been told you got to save your money. You may not ever been told, well, get a credit card so you can build credit. Okay. I don't know how good that can be long-term, but either way, a lot of things we get, we get from a childhood. Now, when you finally had your own money to spend as you're growing up on your own terms, things may have been quite different. Some people spend or save like crazy out of fear of ending up just like their parents. You know, children kind of size up their parents. They don't always share it with their parents. They may say, wow, my parents are successful. My parents have it together. My parents are financially strong. Or they could say, wow, man, I can't wait. When I get my own money, I'm going to save mines because it seems like, you know, we're broke, busted, and disgusted. And most of the time, you don't say that probably when you're a child. But either way, you got to understand how to spend your money in your own terms. Because money spending eventually comes a habit. It becomes a habit that is normal. Now, what is normal? Normal could be broke. Normal could be financially stable. Normal could be you balance your checkbook every month. You keep your debit card receipts when you use the ATM. Normal could be you pay off your bills every month. Normal could be you don't borrow. You save for a car. You save to go to school or to go to college. You save. You don't Get a student loan. Normal, you know, could be you just, you know, buy your clothes cash. Cash is king, someone said. So it's important for you to understand what normal is. Everybody has a different level of understanding of normal. Whatever the case may be, self-awareness is the key. Take some time to think about the way you grew up and how that has shaped 
how you relate to money today. Think about some mistakes you've made. We all have done that for sure. How can you shift your mindset to make better decisions from this point forward? Once you've at least thought about that, then we can understand the next point. Tell your money where to go. Okay, that's point number two. People who become successful at anything reach a point where they wake up to the reality of their decisions and they commit to make a change. It's no different when you're talking about money. Think about it. Change need to be made in many areas of our life, spiritually, mentally, relationally, physically, and definitely financially. If you want to improve your financial health, you need to make money work for you and a budget, a spending plan. However you want to look at it, telling your money where to go is the plan that will make that happen. Money just doesn't drift into your savings account and drift out of your savings account. Money just doesn't come in your checking account and leave your checking account. You make those decisions and debt doesn't get paid off on its own. You have to be purposeful and have a plan. You have to tell your money where to go. So step one is to make a budget. You gotta make a budget in this particular category. If you're serious about wanting to take control of your money instead of money taking control of you, then you have to learn to live within a spending plan. Spending your money, telling it where it goes, what credit card, what uh, student loan, what you're going to spend on clothes, what you're going to put in savings, what you're going to spend on entertainment, what you're going to spend on gas and groceries, all of those things, or even vacation. Do y'all know a spending plan is not bad? Put your vacation in your spending plan. If you want to be serious, I hope you're serious today, you have to think about what I have just shared with you. Point number three, start spending less than you earn. I realize it's normal to live it up and spend your whole paycheck. That's what most people do. Matter of fact, that's what 78% of Americans live. This, My point is this, this is why 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Somebody said paycheck to Monday because normal is broke. Normal is holding your check that you just wrote or telling somebody, you wrote somebody a check, you're trying to pay something and you say, can you wait till I get paid? You, you gave it to them on Monday. You tell them, wait till you get paid on Friday to cash it. Come on now, that's no way to live. Borrowing from your future to keep up a lifestyle you can't afford doesn't have to be your story the rest of your life, especially if you want to be financially healthy. You can make a choice today to live differently. You can choose a life of freedom and financial stability when you live life on your terms and not MasterCard, Visa, American Distress, 
all of those cards. You don't have to live life on their terms, but your terms. The way you do it is by living on less than you make. There will always be temptations coming at you from every direction along the way. Everybody wants a piece of your paycheck, the government. Come on, IRS, yes, the state, city taxes, all of those things. They want a piece of your paycheck. Everybody does. But you get to dig your heels in and you get to say, nope, not today, or no. I choose to live wisely and within my means. This is a time when you really need to think through and identify your basic needs. That's the way you got to do it. All right. You'll have enough money to make real progress toward more important financial goals like getting out of debt. Now, life happens to all of us. So you got to understand the power of spending less than you make. I've given you biblical principles after biblical principles about this one thing. Think about it. One thing that's helpful uh, to understand and realize is that this, there's a difference between needs and wants. Let me say that one more time. There is a difference between needs and wants. <laughs> Food, utilities, shelter, transportation, I think they're probably needs. You need food to survive, lights and hot water to see in your house, to take a bath or a shower, a safe place to live, and a means to get to and from work. That's transportation. Those are considered your basic needs, just a few of them. If you have these things, even when times are tough, you'll live to fight and stand another day. Now, online streaming services, cable, fantasy football leagues. I have looked that up. I'm talking about fantasy football leagues. I believe it's like a million, if not a billion dollar industry. That's crazy. Costumes for different times of the year. You know, people may buy a lot of things for their dog and that's important. Okay. I get that. I raise dogs, but my goodness, how much thousands and thousands and upon thousands of dollars a year. Now, you got to know that, okay? You got to understand that, that important things as we're talking about today, thus the third point, you have to start spending less than you earn. The rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. How true that is. I had a credit card one time. And as I'm looking at my monthly statement, I saw my interest rate went up from 12% to 25.97% in one cycle. So I called them up and I said, what's the problem? Why did my credit card go, my credit card interest rate went up? I paid my, I make my payments on time and don't remember when I've been late. They said, well, Mr. Jones, we do know that you've been making your payment on time, but 
They, it's our prerogative to raise your rate at any time as we see fit. And the bottom line, the person was telling me, because we can, we have the power over you to do it. Now, other people may not have been paying their monthly bill on time. Now I'm paying because of what other people are not paying this particular credit card company. So after I hung up with the representative, I said, I am not ever going to get a credit card again. So I paid it off. I think it was like $335 left on the $500 card limit. And I never went, I ripped the card up. I cut it up. I had some scissors and I said, chop, 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 chop. It's gone. And I never went back there again. Thank God for that. Here's a little diagram I'm going to take you through for a second. Maybe I can do this in a few moments. Should I buy it? Okay, that's the question. Is it on sale? Then it goes on to say, yes. Do you already own one? Yes. Does yours work? Yes. Then it stops you and said, don't buy it. Let's do it again. Is it on sale? Does it cost more money than you have? Yes. Goes on to say, is it a house? <laughs> yes. Well, find a real estate agent you can trust. <laughs> Here's another one. Is it on sale? No. Is there a generic version that costs less? Yes. Find that one and try this again. There you go. Just buy a generic version versus the brand. Most of the time, those work just as well. Okay? That's a little diagram to help you to understand that there's some things we should not buy just because it's on sale. The fourth thing is this. Plan your future. I know you heard what I'm getting ready to say. If you fail to plan, you probably are going to fail. Let me say it right. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Nothing will happen until you make it happen. Is that right? Come on. You got to put a emergency fund or a rainy day fund aside for emergencies. So you have to plan the unexpected sometimes. Yes, you may get a flat tire. If you don't have enough money in your savings account, you got to get your tire repaired. All of these things could happen. Your AC in your house could go out if you're living in a home that you purchased. Too many people reach for the credit card when their car breaks down. But all that does cost money, okay? It can turn a car problem into a money problem. Compound interest turns the money problem into more and more debt, stress, and worry. That's not good for your actual health, let alone your financial health. But when you have money in the bank just for rainy day emergencies, or unexpected things or contingencies, then you can just simply go and get it fixed. You don't stress at all. There's no drama. 
because you got the cash to make it happen. Now, times can get difficult, but you got to make this a priority to put away, I'll probably say 500, maybe 1,000 rainy day fund, emergency fund. Just put it away. Don't touch it. Put it in a mutual fund or a savings account. Basically, it's not about the interest. It's about you having that money put aside for an rainy day, an emergency, or contingency, whichever one fits you. Okay? You got to start with a thousand. Sometimes you got to sell something to get it. Yeah, you got to sell some of the things in your house, in your garage. You can uh, do several things to, you can pawn some things to get that thousand dollars in your savings. Okay, let's move forward. The last thing is this become a giving person. You may wonder how giving of your resources will improve your financial health, but this foundation would change you in more ways than one. The act of giving back changes your relationship with money and with the people around you. Living generously with an open hand keeps money in the proper perspective for you, and it blesses everyone involved. It will move you on the spectrum from selfish to selfless. People who are generally happier and less stressed because giving actually releases oxytoxins in, toxin in your brain. I don't know if I said it right. Oxytoxin in your brain. It does. Now, I've done it before. I am so encouraged when at times I can be at the grocery store, be at the department store, and somebody is checking out, and I say, ma'am, sir, can I pay for that? And they say yes. And sometimes they're reserved, like, really? Why do you want to do that? What have I done for you? No, you haven't done anything for me, but I've done something for myself. I put myself in a position to be able to help someone else. Generosity is a sign of someone who is truly financially healthy. It's just one of the signs, okay? Being a generous person. Matter of fact, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, okay? I definitely want to do what God loves, and he loves a cheerful giver. Now, you can change your financial health. Do you know that? If you want to change your financial health, you got to draw the line in the sand today and change your habits for good. Habits are not always easy to change, but habits can be changed. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes perseverance. It takes having a purpose and a plan, and your habits that were bad can get better, and they can become the best habit in your life. In order to get to this place, you have to stick to a plan. Nobody likes to stick to a plan all the time. I am not saying do it all the time, but you got to have a plan. You got to have something written down, something you can see, something you have wrote with your own handwriting, your own pencil or pen, and you look at it, you pray about it, ask God to guide you and get somebody that can keep you in check to make sure you're accountable to your plan, to your goal. And I guarantee you, you'll be on your way to becoming a better 
person and improving your financial health. Now, these are just a few ways. There's other ways, but you got to start somewhere. Remember that. You got to tell your money where to go rather than wondering where it went. You have to have a spending plan. Yes, you do. You got to spend less than you earn. Then you got to become a generous person. You got to be a giver because God loves a cheerful giver. You cannot give what you don't have. Hello, let me say it one more time. You cannot give somebody $10 if you're in debt for $150. That means you owe somebody else. You owe the credit card company. You got a student loan. You owe, uh-huh, your car note. You got to make these things happen. Being debt-free or on your way to debt-free will free your mind from a lot of the issues and drama and stress. It'll help you to sleep better. So listen to these last few words that I have spoke before. The rich rules over the poor. And the borrower is the slave of the lender. Proverbs 22, 7. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you the next time. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.